Hey there, Brittany here. Before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to let you know about a special online mini training that I'm offering for free for a limited time. It's called Peace, Love, Stepmom. And not to toot my own horn, but beep beep, it's pretty freaking awesome. Peace Love Stepmom will give you the exact steps to take in order to create more harmony in your stepfamily without feeling like you have to walk on eggshells or bite your tongue or ignore your own needs just to keep the peace. Because if you are listening to this, then chances are pretty good that you know there's a big difference between not fighting and actually feeling peaceful. To enroll in Peace Love Stepmom and get immediate access to this incredible online course, head to peacelovestepmom.com and sign up. It's totally free. You don't want to miss it. So go to peacelovestepmom.com to enroll and get immediate access. Now on with the show. Where would you take your life if you knew you could not fail. I get it. As a stepmom, mom, and entrepreneur, sometimes it can feel like what everyone else expects of you versus what you dream about for yourself are on opposite ends of the spectrum. As a woman, you're taught from a very young age what society thinks you're worth based on how you look, how you behave, and how much money you're allowed to bring in. But I'm here to show you that you can be the woman who has it all, and not just on the outside. I'm Brittany Lynch, and you are the queen of your castle. What is up, beauty queen? You are listening to the queen of your castle podcast. I'm your host, Brittany Lynch, and I help stepmoms live happily ever after. If you are tuning in for the very first time, then welcome to the show. Be sure to subscribe and leave a rating and a review um, if you're still listening on Apple Podcasts, because I think that's the only place that they still do that, but you can subscribe everywhere else. If you are tuning in for the second or third or 30th time, then welcome back. Uh, Same goes for subscribing and rating if you haven't already. I appreciate it so much, so, so, so much. Now, I've got a special episode planned for you today. One that might feel like you have become the lucky winner of a free coaching session with yours truly. Of course, it will depend if you take radical self-responsibility or if you expect to, alternatively, absorb the work via osmosis. But that will be for you to decide. Who am I to tell you how to live your life? Just make sure that you stay until the end so that you can take advantage of the really, really, really good stuff at the end of this episode. There are so many golden nuggets in this episode, even before the really good stuff at the end. But before you sink your teeth into the really good stuff, it's important that I give you some context as to what this stepmom journey has actually been like for me and what it's like for other stepmoms. Because 
for what felt like a very, very, very long time, I thought there was something wrong with me for how hard it felt like it had become to be in love with my husband, Seamus. For what felt like a very long time, I felt like I was paying a very large price to be in relationship with Seamus. And I thought that I was doing everything I was supposed to be doing in order to be a good partner to him, a good stepmom to my stepson. But what I thought I was supposed to be doing versus what I actually wanted to do were two very different sets of behaviors. And what I thought I was supposed to be doing wasn't even working. Now, the first time that I learned that I wasn't actually being just irrationally moody, the first time I realized that I was, in fact, having a very normal stepmom experience, just that nobody had ever told me what I was experiencing was typical to stepmoms because every therapist I have ever seen has not been step family informed. So the first time that my thoughts and my feelings and my insecurities and my anger that were a result of my stepmom role, the first time that those things were actually validated by someone who knew step families, who understood step families. The first time somebody said, oh yeah, every stepmom feels that way. <laughs> That's totally normal for stepmoms. This is totally expected. The first time I had that validation, it was like a whole new world opened up for me. Once I realized that what was happening to me in my step family was happening to other women, I got to stop pretending that everything was okay, even though I was dying inside. And from there, I got to stop wishing for a different, better life because I finally accepted that this is the way step families are. There's nothing wrong with me. I'm not broken. I'm not crazy. That was the first step. That was the first step to this healing process was understanding all these other women are having this same freaking experience. Like, holy smokes. After that, after that acceptance, then I really began to learn how to first accept and then love and then create a life of my design, a life of my choosing. Now, I don't know if I could ever put into words just how grateful I am to have become a stepmom. Like I never thought in a million years that I would be saying this, but being a stepmom has been the most healing, the most liberating, the most transformative experience of my life. And probably not for the reasons that most people would think. Not because it was easy and fun and joyful and spontaneous and exciting, but because it was really, really, really fucking hard. Stepmomming turned out to be my medicine. 
It tasted awful, but it worked. Now, if you would have been a fly on the wall in my life seven years ago, you probably would have found me literally weeping in a bathroom somewhere, bathtub, bathroom floor, toilet, anywhere that was a bathroom with a door that locked. You would have found me weeping in a bathroom, various locations in a bathroom somewhere because of something happening, some dynamic, some new drama, some new chaos that was happening in my step family back then. And I'm not going to pull punches here, but everything about falling in love with my now husband broke my fucking heart at first. I was so insecure about his ex-wife. I was bitterly jealous about the life that they had created before I was in the picture. And not to mention the life that my husband continued to support of hers after they separated. I was I was fuming, furious about it, obsessed with it. My husband's son and I didn't click right away. The opposite of click is what we did. I felt like I didn't have a say in what my life looked like. I just waited for every other weekend to roll around, roll roll around so that it could be over and I could get back to my life. I felt like I was just along for the ride while Seamus tried to keep all the plates in the air, tried to keep his ex-wife happy, tried to be a good dad to his son, tried to keep me from going off the deep end. And while I can look back and see all of that now, back then when I was in it, I lived in a world of pain and fucking suffering and anger and jealousy and resentment. And maybe there are parts of your own story that you can relate to in some way or another. Now, if we fast forward seven years, I've really created a life. I've designed a life that I love. Seamus and I ended up getting married. We had an hours baby, Rory. He's three. He's a tornado, but I love him so much. We're making plans to fix up and sell our house and move somewhere dream worthy We don't fight about money anymore. We don't fight about my stepson anymore or how he should be raised or how he shouldn't be raised or video games. We don't fight about it. We don't fight. We don't fight about parenting anymore. We don't fight about his ex-wife anymore. We basically just never fight anymore, period. Even though we do talk about uncomfortable things. And not only that, the cherry on top is that I have the absolute honor and privilege of being invited into other stepmoms' lives to help them, support them, lead them into creating their own version of happily ever after. And what I mean by their own version, your own version of happily ever after is something I've realized is that happily ever after looks so very different from stepmom to stepmom. One woman's idea of happily ever after might look like buying a house out in the country, having a ton of kids and a bunch of dogs running around, filling the halls with noise and chaos and mess and love. While to another woman, that sounds like a version of fresh hell she never wants to ever, ever, ever experience. And on the other hand, 
Another woman's idea of happily ever after might look like choosing not to have kids and being super grateful that her stepkids are older already and that they're more independent. It might like might look like being able to arrange a bucket list worthy travel itinerary and be able to take off with her spouse to see the world in between scheduled visitation time after the world freaking opens up again because we're on year my 999 of freaking COVID. But a girl can dream. It'll come back one day, won't it? I digress. As with everything in step families, the point I'm trying to make is that there's no one size fits all final destination. We don't all want to go to the same place, but we all want happily ever after. And that's one of the reasons that I love this work so much is because I get to see just how unique and magical each woman is how vastly different each of our lives and hopes and dreams are. Yet we've all come together over this common set of thoughts and feelings and experiences that stepmoms have. No matter how different we are, there are a handful of common threads that really weave us together into the uniquely misunderstood fabric of stepmotherhood and it's those common threads that actually really carry the secrets to healing and freedom and it's those common threads that I'm going to be inviting you to pull on at the end of this episode when we get into the really good stuff now I've said this before but the areas in your step family life that you believe to be your problems are actually not your problems. They're your, they're your symptoms. Okay. Your symptoms. So I'm going to give a metaphor. So it's kind of, it's kind of a weird thing to explain. So let me, let me hit you with a metaphor. If you were to catch the chicken pox, okay. Do you remember that chicken pox? If you're, younger than me, maybe you got vaccinated and you never caught it. But if you were to catch the chicken pox, the itchy spots that you get on your skin are a symptom, right? The cause of those itchy spots is a virus that you caught. And that virus is making you sick. And that virus manifests in one way as this discomfort of these itchy spots. And until the virus is killed off by your immune system, you will continue to experience these uncomfortable symptoms. Same as if you are pregnant and you have morning sickness, the barfing is the uncomfortable symptom. But the underlying reason, the cause, is the human growing in your womb. Now, if you're a stepmom and you're having a battle of wills with your stepdaughter, or you're having a recurring disagreement with your spouse about your mother-in-law, then those are actually uncomfortable symptoms. 
And what I do is help you to see the underlying reasons, the causes of why those are manifesting, showing up as stressful, soul-sucking stepfamily problems in your life. And it's those underlying causes that are the common threads that bring together stepmoms from all different backgrounds and all walks of life into this common stepmom experience. Now, you know, you you can you can treat the symptoms if you want. It's not wrong to treat the symptoms. Most of coach most other coaches that I've observed treat the symptoms. It's not wrong to put calamine lotion on your itchy spots. It's not wrong to take medication to stop the barfing or to eat soda crackers and ginger ale to calm your nausea. And it's not wrong to reach for things like rule charts and court orders and trying to lay down the law and get some structure in place. It's not wrong to want to do things like that. As long as, as long as you're aware that those strategies won't actually change anything in the long run as far as how you feel. You can reach to them all you want if it helps you to feel more comfortable in the moment. Relief is still relief. Feeling better is still feeling better. It just depends how long you want that relief for. It depends how long you want to feel better for. It depends if you want to keep feeling that same feeling coming up in different areas of your life because the symptom can change, but the underlying cause will keep causing it. So when stepmoms show up on my virtual doorstep, they want me to help them soothe their symptoms. You know, me as a brand new stepmom seven years ago, I wanted relief from my symptoms. I wanted to stop feeling angry. I wanted to stop hating my husband's first life and hating him for having a life before me and hating all the memories of the life he had before me. I wanted to stop obsessing about every little facial expression and sigh and noise that other people would make when I would tell them my partner had a kid from a previous marriage. I wanted to stop thinking that every hockey mom was clucking at me when they found out, oh, she's the new wife. I wanted to stop feeling like I was being compared constantly to my husband's ex-wife. I wanted my relationship with my husband to be free from that looming dark cloud of misery from his first life that I was creating. I wanted to stop dreading every other weekend. I wanted to stop crying in my bathroom while Googling answers to all of my problems, but never coming back with anything that helped me because I couldn't find anything other than symptom management. I just wanted to be happy again. I wanted to feel like myself again. 
I wanted to be excited about the future again. I wanted to be excited about my life, about my relationship. And none of that happened until I got to the underlying cause, causes, multiple, of why I was so unhappy in my stepfamily in the first place. And I'm not going to lie, it was hard work. It was uncomfortable work. It involved taking radical self-responsibility and taking skeletons out of my closet that I vowed I was just going to take to the grave. But when people look at me now and they just assume that I got lucky with an easy step family, it makes me laugh. Because if you only knew how absolutely fucking miserable that I used to be, you would never believe I was even the same person. But I'm also very grateful to be in such a great place that people on first glance would just never assume the pain that my life now was born from. Now, let me ask you this. If I said to you, here, I have this magic potion. There are no side effects, no funky stuff. All you have to do is drink this potion and you will be able to get on the same page as your spouse. You'll be able to stop getting triggered by your stepkids You'll never give your partner's ex another scent, another red scent of your energy. And since you're saving all that energy, you now have all kinds of extra energy to do things with your life that you love doing. Would you drink that potion? Every stepmom would say yes to that. Every single stepmom would drink the potion. Now, what if I said to you, here, I've got this recipe. I've got a recipe to a magic potion. There's no side effects. There's no funky stuff. I know that it works. I'm living proof that it works. All you have to do is follow the recipe. You can use it anytime that you need to get on the same page as your spouse or stop getting triggered by the kids or stop giving your partner's ex your energy You already have all of the ingredients. You don't need to buy anything special. You don't need to do anything special. All you have to do is put the recipe together yourself. I'll be there to support you. You just have to actually put the stuff in the bowl and mix it. You've got to do it yourself. Would you make the potion? Would you do the work of combining those ingredients to make this potion yourself? Here's the differentiator. There's only a fraction of people who will actually make the potion themselves. There's a teeny, tiny, incy, weensy fraction of people who will make the potion themselves. Everyone wants change, but nobody wants to be the one to do the work to do the changing. And that's why symptom treatment, symptom management doesn't work. Because treating the symptom usually requires that other people do the work, that other people do the work to change, that other people change for you. Treating the symptoms is wishing for the potion to already be made. 
But getting to the cause of your symptoms teaches you how to take this medicine yourself, this medicine that you make yourself, now you get to take it. So way back when, seven years ago when I was a crying mess on the verge of a mental breakdown, and then six years ago when I was actually in the midst of a mental breakdown, I was asking the wrong questions. I was asking, how do I get my husband on the same page as me? I was asking, how can I rein in my stepson's behavior? I was asking, how can we pay my husband's ex-wife less money in alimony and child support? I was asking, how can I make my husband see that everyone else is just walking all over him? My intentions were good. I had a good heart. My heart was in the right place. Inevitably, you know, the goal was the same. I wanted to stop suffering. But I wasn't asking the right questions. Something I say all of the time that I learned from my own mentor is the quality of your life depends on the quality of questions that you ask. So ask the right questions. Now, I just want to share with you some feedback from a couple of my clients who are in the stepmom story, which if you haven't heard me talk about it before, where have you been? Because it is only the best support community in the world for stepmoms. But I want to share some feedback with you from my clients in the stepmom story. And I want to show you how stepmothering is medicine and what can happen for you when you choose to look for the cause rather than at the symptom. So this client specifically asked to remain anonymous, but she said that before she joined the story, and I quote, before she joined the story, before she started working with me, before she joined the community that I facilitate, she said, my husband and I were never on the same page. We were living together like roommates there were lots of lies and broken trust, and I always felt like I was walking on eggshells. I got to the point of regularly wanting to move out of my house when my stepchild was with us. Then she said, I was hesitant to join at first because it was a good deal of money to join the story, and my husband and I had joined our financial accounts about a year before I joined. We rarely agreed on anything to do with money, so it was a very sore subject between us. I figured my husband was going to completely disagree with my spending that much, and I really didn't want to get in another fight with him. I was exhausted, and my marriage had been hanging on by a thread for far too long. I knew that something had to change, and the story seemed like the perfect opportunity to try something new. This program has changed my life, and I will forever be grateful for the group of women in this community. I've done so much healing since starting this program and I can honestly say that I don't think my marriage would have made it if it wasn't for joining. My husband and I have come so far and are the happiest we've ever been in our relationship. We're also on the same page financially now, which I never thought would be possible. My stepchild and I still have our moments but things are so much better than they've ever been. I used to think things like, if X, Y, Z happens, then I'm really going to move out this time. I no longer have to plot 
when I'll be moving out because I no longer feel like that could ever be the right answer. My husband and I are planning our future and I cannot thank Brittany enough for everything she's done for my family and I. Then she goes on to say, I don't ever want to go back to where I was in life before joining the story. I was depressed. I felt like a stranger in my own home and I felt so alone. I didn't think that anyone could ever understand what I was going through. I thought something was wrong with me for feeling the way that I did. And I had so much guilt because of it. My husband was not supportive. My stepchild wanted nothing to do with me and always reminded me that I wasn't welcome. The story has completely changed my life. I've recommended it to all my stepmom friends, but one thing I've found is that you have to really want to change your life. Not just say that you want it, you have to really, truly want it. If you don't put in the work, then you will remain right where you started. There isn't a price that you could put on this program for what it has done for my life, my family, and my marriage. Now, this is where we get into the really good stuff that I promised at the beginning of this episode. If you're not driving, then I want you to close your eyes and I want you to imagine what life could look like for you in less than six months, in three months, if you were the person who gave this feedback If you were the client who gave me this feedback, what would your life look like for you to be the person who wrote this? Imagine you just wrote that and you sent that to me. For you and your spouse to be the happiest you've ever been, to no longer have it in the back of your mind that moving out is the only option, to feel like you went to sleep and woke up with a different life, only you don't have to destroy the life that you have now in order to create that different life. Close your eyes if you're not driving and imagine what sorts of things, what sorts of conversations do you have with your spouse? What does your spouse say to you? What are the interactions like between you and your stepkids? How does it feel to live inside of your body where the feelings you experience are that of joy and peace and calm and connection? How does it feel inside of your body to be excited about the future again? To have gone from this place where you felt desperately sad and desperately alone and like your marriage was hanging on by a thread to being excited about the future. Really close your eyes. Really imagine that. Really envision that. And then when you're done imagining... I'm going to invite you to grab your journal and write that down as if it's already come true. It's now two months in the future, three months in the future. And this is what my life looks like. This is, this is how much my life has changed. And I'm so grateful for that. Write it down. Imagine it. 
And if you think that this is just like, doesn't work, oh yeah, that's all well and good. I'm going to think about it and then just go back to scrolling Instagram later. Then you've got another thing coming, my friend. Everybody wants the picture perfect life. Nobody wants to do the work to get there. I'm going to give you a little more inspiration to leave you with, to journal and feel into it and imagine into it. This is how, this is how change happens as we figure out where we want to go. Okay. So if you need some more inspiration to figure out where can you take your stepmom life, where do you want your stepmom life to take you? I'm going to read you uh, some more feedback from another client of mine named Sarah. And Sarah said, before the story, she felt like her biggest struggles were feeling like she didn't fit in with her stepfamily. Sarah says, I always felt sorry for myself and I was blowing things totally out of proportion. Sarah says, I didn't have any hesitations about joining the story because she says she came across a blog post that I wrote a while back called Five Hard Truths Every Stepmom Wants Her Husband to Know and that that was the first relatable and honest blog that she had ever read. She knew that joining the story was right for her almost instantly and now, now that she's leaned into the healing medicine of stepmotherhood in the story, Sarah says she actually enjoys being around her stepkids since learning how to cope with triggers. Then she says, I feel like a completely different person. I don't make up excuses to avoid my family anymore. I'm so much happier now that I have coping mechanisms and healthy boundaries in place. This journey has been so much deeper than just becoming a better stepmom though. I've come to be the best version of myself in all aspects of my life. Wow. Then Sarah says, the stepmom story saved my stepfamily and my relationship, not only with my partner, but my relationship with myself. I've been able to overcome trauma and truly forgive myself. The stepmom story isn't just about becoming the best stepmom. It's about becoming the best version of yourself. The sense of community and support that comes along with the story is invaluable. I'm truly thankful for from the bottom of my heart for Brittany Lynch. Now, why am I telling you this? Why am I, why am I reading this feedback to you that my clients gave to me? And honestly, that answer is for no other reason than because I remember being in the place in my life where I didn't feel like that sort of ending, like that happily ever after ending was possible for me. There was not even a glimmer of hope in my life that things were going to be good, let alone great. There was no semblance of even imagining that by becoming a stepmom and becoming so, so, so desperately sad that the best version of myself would come out on the other side. And, you know, it's it's one thing to hear this from my perspective, from my side of the microphone 
it's another thing to hear it from other women. You know, this doesn't just, this work doesn't just work for me. It works for everyone. If you allow it, if you give it the chance to work, if you choose to make the potion yourself instead of waiting for it to be done for you. So now it really becomes up to you. You know, your next steps really, it's always been up to you. But I really hope that you take that time to sit and imagine what is the best version of yourself look like? What does, and not look like physically, unless of course you want to include that, but what does, what does your day look like? What time do you get up? What sorts of food do you eat? What, how do you dress? What does your hair look like? What's your routine look like? What activities do you participate in? What do you say to your spouse? What does your spouse say to you? What do your stepkids say to you? What do you say to your stepkids? How do you feel in your relationships? Do you feel supported? Right? Does the best version of yourself feel supported? Does the best version of yourself feel powerful, courageous, confident, brave? If you were one of the women who wrote that feedback to me and sent it to me, said, I made my potion, I made my potion and this is what I got from making it. How would that feel to be that person? How would it feel to be in that body? And then write yourself that letter, write that in your journal, imagine it, feel it in your body. Because there was a chat, there was a time not very long ago that if I would have said, hey, Sarah, hey, people who are in the stepmom story, you are going to write this letter to me. You are going to write this feedback to me in six months from now. I'm going to wager a bet that none of them would believe that. So I'm going to give it back to you. I'm going to give this responsibility back to you. This is radical self-responsibility is making these choices to support the version of yourself that supports the version of your life that you want. It sounds so cliche, but I can't tell you how many times I've said things like, you know, that'll never, that'll never happen. That'll never happen to me. Like how when I was a teenager, I used to just smoke cigarettes at the occasional party on the weekends. And I would say, that'll never happen to me. I'll never turn into a smoker. And then I turned into a smoker for like 10 years, right? It'll never happen to me is also with good things. There was a point in my life that I used to not ever think I wanted, I mean, I wanted a great marriage. I wanted the white picket fence and the 2.2 kids and the golden retriever. And there was a point in my life where I believed that'll never happen to me. <laughs> same as same as not being a smoker for a decade. I didn't believe that would be me. But also when you're not used to having good things happen in your life, when you're used to looking for chaos and gloom and doom and destruction, you have the same mindset, right? You have the same, that'll never happen to me, but it can and the first step is believing it. And the first step to believing it is getting really, really, really clear on what it is specifically that you want. I use this analogy often in my teaching, in my workshops, inside the story, is that 
a lot of people, when you ask them, where do you want to go with your life? What do you want your life to look like? A lot of people don't know. Now, we know as stepmoms what we don't want our lives to look like. We know that we don't want to raise kids who are rude. We know that we don't want our spouses to cheat on us with their ex-partner. We know what we don't want, right? But this is the analogy that I use all the time is like the way most people live their lives is like if you got into a taxi, you remember taxis? Remember taxis before Uber? If you got into a taxi and the taxi driver said, where do you want to go? Then you said, I don't know, but don't take me to the airport. The taxi driver said, "Uh, okay, I won't take you to the airport, but where do you want to go? And you say, I don't know, just not to the airport. Now, this is how people are living their lives. This is how stepmoms are living their lives. We know what we don't want. What this episode is encouraging you to do, hopefully, is to consider what it is that you do want. And then step into this realm of believing that you can have it and you will have it if you allow yourself to have it. If you ever want to chat about it, I'm always just a button click away. Send me a DM on Instagram. I'm a real live person and I love talking to stepmoms. In fact, it's what I do for a living. So don't be shy. We're all in this together. Something else I say all the time is, Friends don't let friends stepmom alone. So you don't have to be alone. And on that note, I'm going to go crawl into bed and turn on some sort of gruesome serial killer documentary to end my day. Thank you for spending this time with me. I hope that I've given you a lot to think about in a good way. And you are, you're worth it. You're worth all of it. That life that you don't believe is possible for you is possible for you. Make the potion. Just make the potion. I will see you back here next week. Same time, same place. I hope this episode got your wheels turning and showed you just how powerful you are. I would invite you to take 30 seconds and tap subscribe to this podcast. When you subscribe to the podcast, then rest assured you will never miss an episode. And in no time, spinning your wheels will be a thing of the past. Thank you for listening and subscribing. And if you enjoyed this episode, it would mean the absolute world to me if after you subscribed, you jumped on over and left me a five-star review and better yet, a written review. I am on a mission to let every mom and stepmom know that you can create the life of your dreams. And I need your help to change the world. The world needs us. Thank you so much for subscribing and leaving me a five-star review. I will see you next week. For more behind-the-scenes action and to get really up close and personal with me and our beautiful step family, jump on over to Instagram and follow me at The Step Queen. Don't be shy. Send me a DM. Tag me in your posts. Tag me in your stories. Let me know what you're up to and what about the podcast has been blowing your mind. 
I cannot wait to get to know you better. And Instagram is my jam. I love you so much. I love you so much. Make it rain, girlfriend. <laughs>